Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Receivable Savvy podcast. I'm Ernie Martin, founder and managing director of Receivable Savvy, where we provide research and best practice to help master the order to cash process. Today, we're joined by Sid Chakrabarty, Director of Solution Engineering with High Radius. And what we'll cover today is how AR professionals can better understand and wrap their arms around automation in their organizations. So welcome, Sid. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ernie. Uh, thank you for bringing me in, and hello to all our listeners. <laughs> Excellent. So, and, and Sid, we, we, we know you're real busy. You've got a full plate and everything, so we appreciate you carving out time to, uh, to spend with us. Uh, we think it'll be uh, pretty fu- fruitful for our audience. And so uh, before we sort of jump in uh, to our topic at hand, uh, tell us a little Hi. bit about yourself and uh, your role at High Radius. Sure. Um, so I am the director of Solution Engineering. That's my official title. What this really means is uh, I t- lead a team of subject matter experts focusing exclusively in the credit to cash space. Uh, we do our market research, we interact with clients, understand their pain points, uh, and then accordingly uh, fit it into our uh, product. Talk to our product management and then uh, help them imp- help them uh, develop products and then then convey uh, convey the value to our customers. That's typically what my role entails. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And so um, let's let's jump right in and talk about um, pain points. Uh, you just mentioned that uh, f- that accounts receivable professionals express uh, about automation solutions is um, the constant need to interact with internal and vendor IT teams for regular upkeep, maintenance, and things like that. How do you see that changing in the years to come? Sure. So traditionally, if you if you if you look at if you look at AR, right? AR traditionally has been probably the most underserved function. Uh, if you if you compare it with AP, you will see that uh, a lot of technological innovations uh, have been done in the AP space, and the AP space is very mature. But AR traditionally has been underserved in the sense that you never had uh, proper targeted solutions that were solving the customer need. Uh, internally, you'd see organizations just hiring more and more people to do uh, to take care of the manual repetitive work. Right. Thankfully, that is changing. Thankfully, that is changing. Uh, one of the reasons that you mentioned, right, the constant upkeep. The reason was because since there was uh, there's a lack of actually dedicated solutions focusing on the actual need, right? Everybody kind of takes a framework and then tries to build a custom solution around it. And since the solution is custom, right, it's custom, it's not, it's probably not based on best practices and it's based on a few people's understanding and there's not enough knowledge transfer uh, around. So basically there's a lot of uh, effort related to the maintenance and hence, and also you would notice that business requirements do not always translate into IT requirement, into the correct IT requirement. And that's one of the reasons you had that constant, Constant, what should I say? Uh, to and fro, to and fro communication or, or issues, challenges, tickets between uh, the business team and the IT team. Uh, right now, we are looking, uh, we are seeing that is changing, and also from an IT perspective, we see uh, that uh, the IT folks were technical experts, but they really did not uh, understand the business. But thankfully, that relationship between the credit and AR professionals with IT team is changing. And it's, it will continue to change in the years to come. Previously, these relationships have been very uh, transactional in nature. 
and uh, and now people are realizing the strategic value that IT teams, whether internal or external, are, are bringing to the table. Uh, and what the IT teams themselves are doing from their side, they are leveraging best practices. Now that now that people have experience and all of that, you're leveraging best practices across a large number of organizations, different industries, different geographies to help and redesign uh, the business processes to be more effective. So the focus really is shifting away from uh, let's say meeting the stated technical requirement to solving the actual business problem. And that is how and and I see that becoming uh, better and better as the time goes on. Okay, and that's and that's very interesting because as that transition occurs, um, and and I, I think you're right because I I, I see that uh, myself, and you know we talk to a number of our other collaborators and they see it as well, and so uh, so so internally in an organization you've got some folks who are who feel really compelled to stick with their incumbent systems and, the, and their incumbent solutions, um, and so since that transition has to occur. Is that something that that is sort of spearheaded by typically an individual, or is it best to put a team together, uh, do an assessment, and to walk the organization through that transition? So, so in short, what's the best way to try to tackle that? I think ultimately everything uh, boils down to a to a return of investment and a business case, uh, and that's how you're going to uh, let's say cost justify a project. But that's that's only from a financial standpoint or from a justification standpoint. The other thing is, uh, as you said, people love their old system. They are in their comfort zone, right? And they found a way to hand, uh, they found a hand to work with the current system, right? So what also needs to happen is basically to paint the correct picture to, to the ultimate stakeholders, or I would say rather the end users who will really end, uh, use the system use the system right so it 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 has to be a combination of let's say uh, and everything uh, driven to an roi and then as you mentioned as an assessment assess an assessment should focus uh, on how it i mean again coming going back to my earlier point it should not be based on strictly of a requirement list based of an excel or an or an it stated list just because you have this shiny new tool uh, you should really go through that assessment wherein you actually sit down with the business users. You can do it. You can have a team for that as well. Uh, but the idea is to really sit down with the business users, wa uh, have them walk you through a day in a life, and use that to come up with your requirements, and also figure out what they like, what they do not like, what they like, what they do not like, and also look at manual repetitive activities which you don't, which you think are not a best use of their time. Based on that, if you can come up with a business case that attacks each one of these points, right, to kind of cost justify to cost justify the initiative, and again at the same time, build on the data that you have gathered and give the end users a true picture of what the future with better and improved processes can look like. That I would feel is the ideal way to go. Okay. Okay. And that and that makes sense. And so, as as organizations try to do that, you know, because you've got small organizations, you know, midsize, and and your large Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000. And I, I think we're so used to seeing larger organizations devote teams to spending a lot of time studying this issue, addressing it, and devoting resources to it. Um, What's and so the challenge may be for for midsize and some smaller organizations that you know do they have enough resources to devote to to this endeavor? So what's what what might a midsize or a, a small organization 
keep in mind as they're trying to, to, to devote resources to understanding the end user, keeping um, the end in mind as they're uh, cultivating at, at the beginning. So, so what, what, what might be helpful for them to, to know and understand? So that's where really from a mid-size, as you said, from a mid-size company who probably don't have enough resources to focus on this assessment kind of an activity, that's where really uh, uh, probably an outside vendor could really come in. But an outside vendor who's really not a jack of all trades, but really a master of the AR space. Right. That is that is that is when smaller companies could probably leverage resources who have that uh, depth as well as the breadth of knowledge. Uh, knowledge not just of a system, knowledge from a business standpoint, knowledge from the best practices that are in, and help guide that or that small to mid-sized company uh, to prepare for this transformational change. And of course, uh, I understand that they may not have enough uh, resources to dedicate full time, but still, I mean, I don't think you can shy away from the fact that you will still need to have your resources involved in some capacity to aid. Uh, the external uh, external consultant, if you may, uh, with the process. Right, 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 exactly. And so, um, Sid, Sid, we're running a little bit out of time, uh, So, but we'd love to have you back uh, to talk about uh, a couple of other issues related to this related to this topic. So if you're if you're able to come back, we'd love to have you back. But um, thank you again for spending time with us uh, today to talk about these these things that are important to to our listeners. And um, we look forward to having you back again. Thank you, Ernie, and thank you to the listeners as well. Okay. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, the next podcast uh, will will feature most likely Sid, and so we'll, we'll be able to um, go a little further into what organizations can do uh, in addressing their automation needs. Um, so we look forward to, to, to seeing you on our next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.